What an apt song for Mr. Randall Williams, DA mayoral, mayoral candidate for the city of Tswane. We're having a conversation with him now. First and leading story this evening, that song is by Jimmy Lulu. Thanks, Rafinius. Please fade the song. Yeah, there we go. Winds of Change by Jimmy Lulu. Good evening, everybody. Mr. Randall Williams, the... Well, he's a shoe-in to be the mayor for the DA-led government in the city of Tswane, unless something grossly untoward happens between now and the day he is to become the mayor. Well, I suppose then let's have a conversation with the DA just about mayoral-elect, but DA mayoral candidate for the city of Tswane, Mr. Randall Williams. Randall, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us on SAFM. Good evening, and good evening to your listeners. Turbulent times ahead, not just for you assuming the position, but for you to consolidate for 2021. It's it's, it's been rough, hasn't it, for the party, for the city? Look, the the, the way I see it, I mean, uh, 2021, uh, although it's around the corner, my concern is more about the state of the city at the moment. So Mm -hmm. I'll be looking at how to produce or how to provide uh, to the rest of Swane a better service, better service delivery. So, yes, 2021 is about probably a year and four months, year and five months away, but there's an immediate need in the city for services. So my mind will be preoccupied by by getting things right in the administration of, of, of the city of Swane. No, I don't dispute that, but it doesn't change the fact that you'd be the third mayor in, what, th- four, four, four years? You'd be third mayor in three years, actually, after your predecessors, not most recently Stevens and Maholapa, and you come on the backdrop of, let's call it a scandal for what it is, because you also need yeah. to restore some credibility into the management of the city. You need to, as you were saying, you need to make sure that the basic services of the city for its residents and its visitors, I mean, this is the seat of government, are of course available and you want the kind of development that a 21st century city like that of Tswane in the times that certainly need the kinds of innovation we need your work is certainly cut out for you isn't it well yes um, i mean obviously it, it, it it's not going to be an easy task but it's quite doable but if you look at uh, me possibly becoming the third uh, uh, mayor of of the city uh, it doesn't mean that uh, having three mayors uh, uh, is a bad thing. I mean, if you look at the way Solly, uh, Solly was identified uh, by the party that he had the ability to enter into higher posts, being uh, the premier of Gauteng. So there was nothing wrong with uh, uh, Stevens Mohalapa taking over from, from Solly. I mean, people have aspirations. They want to enter higher office, and it's, no, it's normal. It's normal. I mean, it doesn't mean because you elected at the beginning of 2016 that you now will have to serve five years before you go on to the next, next step in your life. However, as far as Stevens uh, is concerned, it, it was quite unfortunate what happened. Uh, it was totally unplanned. Solly was planned. This uh, uh, Stevens' uh, departure is unplanned, and obviously me coming in is quite a bit different from Stevens taking over from Solly, because there was a plan for Stevens to take over from Solly. Uh, for me, it's unexpected, and yes, I'll, 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 I'll have my work cut out for me. 
Let's talk in the context of having your work cut out. What have you identified as key priority areas? I'm asking this because you were the MMC for Economic Development and Spatial Planning. I mean, that's a critical and very key portfolio in terms of integrating, first of all, the disparities in the communities of the city of Tswane, economic development, self-explanatory in the turbulent times economically that we find ourselves in. It now falls to you to do so on behalf of the city in collaborative government with the province as well as the country at large what in all that lies ahead for you would you say even in the year and a half or so that remains of this particular administration you absolutely have to do for the purposes of governance and for the people of Tswane? well uh, as you've mentioned us us have been the mmc for economic development space and planning very very important portfolio I mean, if you look at the disparities between the different communities because of the way apartheid planning, apartheid town planning took place, where when you were classified as black, you had to live like 50 to 100 kilometers from where you work. And uh, uh, so people were divided because according to their race groups, and that's how town planning uh, 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 took place uh, before before 94. So how do you overcome that? Very, very important task. But, uh, uh, you know... The, uh, Tswane is a metro, and uh, 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 metros especially have taken on new mandates since '94. Uh, before you find that um, issues like job creation, attracting foreign investment, used to sit with national government and a set, to a certain extent with provinces, but that has moved to local government. So the mandate of local government has broadened. Mm. But you need to go back to what local government was all about. Local yeah. government is about delivering basic services to the communities. Fixing street, street lights, fixing potholes, providing rudimentary services, uh, maintaining infrastructure. That is the core uh, responsibility of local government. Mm. Unfortunately, mm. because of the political instability, first about more than a year ago, the instability between the executives of the city and the previous city manager, and then subsequently, uh, starting around about November, for the past three months, you've got the instability between the governing party and then also the two main uh, opposition parties. So, so you find that has impacted on basic service delivery. So, so, so I want to prioritize basic service delivery, cleaning up the city, maintaining the infrastructure of the city. I mean, it, it's terrible what you see at the moment. Drive through Pretoria or Stwani, then you see streetlights not working. You have to evade uh, uh, potholes. Mm. You know? so, so, so these things need to be fixed. But prioritizing something like basic service delivery is not a zero-sum game. It doesn't mean because I'm going to do that, I'm not going to do something else. We mm. still need to look at spatial planning. We still need to overcome them. So that's why I'm also... And that's more of a long-term project, goals. isn't it? Sorry? The spatial planning aspect to which you just referred is not necessarily something of the next year, year and a half. That's more long-term no, and you need better arrangements. Long-term. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Because here you have to work with private developers. You need to identify where you need to put in, for example, public transport nodes. You mm. need to work with developers because they need to build uh, infrastructure around those nodes. But these are all uh, medium to long-term projects. The immediate project, immediate project for me is to turn around the delivery of basic services in the city. If you look at issues like Hammond Scroll, 
yeah. where people have been drinking dirty water. And that problem has been going on for the past 10, 12 years. It didn't start recently. Mm. So what we've done now, we've put a, a project in place to, to, to refurbish Royval uh, uh, water treatment plant. It's a sorry, Randall, sorry, Randall, project. sorry. Sorry, Randall, please, let me just quickly interrupt you, please. I have to take an ad break now. I want to give you an opportunity okay. to revert back to the water um, challenges that the city faces and some of the projects that are now currently underway to respond to those challenges. For those who have just joined in, Mr. Randall Williams, DA mayoral candidate for the city of Tswane, currently the MMC for Economic Development and Spatial Planning. He is tipped and dubbed to take over from the beleaguered Mr. Stevens Mukhalapa in the city of Tswane. Your calls and comments are welcome, please, on 891 After the break, we continue. This is the mayor of the capital. He is the designate individual. Please call him and engage him. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. 21, Mr. Randall Williams, DA mayoral candidate for the city of Tswane. He is on the line now talking to us about what he plans to do, certainly in the period that remains between now and local government elections of 2021. And hopefully the stability of the city will see some of the projects that he will be implementing now sustain themselves beyond 2021. Of course, talking about projects, he was referring to some of the challenges faced by the residents of the city, particularly as it pertains to water. He continues now, Mr. Randall Williams. Uh, thank you. I was referring to, to the Hammond issue where people mm. have been drinking dirty water and we've now finally issued a tender. The tender has been finalized and uh, uh, people should uh, start the refurbishment of the Royval uh, uh, water treatment plant. So that will then be addressing the root cause of, of why people have been drinking dirty water through their taps. Previously, what, uh, what has been done, uh, the only thing that has been done, we've been looking at the symptoms of the problems. So now, to treat the root cause of the problem will cost the city about 250 million rands. Oh, that's heavy. Let's talk about water because I am interested in this. South Africa, for the most part, is not particularly well known, or at least in recent times it has been shown that our water management system leaves much to be desired for. You only need a deluge of rain for an hour or two for one to actually realize that our storm water management systems are not particularly well orchestrated, if you like. And if you really want to be crude and crass about things, the... Waste, the water waste. I mean, I, I could use more crude terms, but I think you know what I'm referring to. Oftentimes, the drains just overflow into the streets and the sewer spew is just not something which any city, not least Tswane, should have to deal with, but nonetheless is having to deal with it. What specifically are the mechanisms that you are going to implement to address that? Not only from a drinking quality perspective, but in terms of just management of disaster. Well, you actually mentioned two different different issues. Uh, I'll address the first one. You're talking about non-revenue water loss, the leaks and so forth. Um, um, we lose about 24% of our water that we pump from the reservoirs. So that, those are non-revenue water losses. For that, what we want to do, we want to put more technical staff in place. And, and uh, uh, that we can do rather very quickly, getting plumbers and so forth, so that we can do maintenance, scheduled maintenance, and not just unplanned maintenance, right? So, so, so that's a very important 
uh, a problem that we have to address. The other one that you're addressing is the, the issue of densification. So, so with, with densification taking place, previously, like especially here in Tswane, you had these big plots of 2,500 square meters. Now, uh, we previously had one house on that particular area. Now, because of densification, you have like six to ten units on the same uh, 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 square meter area that relies on the same infrastructure. And we have these pipes, uh, 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 the pipes that cannot handle the water pressure. Yes. So the, the, the pressure needs to be increased. Previously, you were pumping water to one house. Now you have to pump water on the same square meters to 10 houses, to 10 units, which means you need to increase the pressure with the result that the pipes crack. So we have a massive backlog. The infrastructure mm. in the city of Chuane is very old. And for us to, 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 to invest infrastructure and catch up with the backlog is going to cost us about 12 billion dollars. And of course, it is that urban migration in the pursuit of services and employment opportunities as a result of the spatial planning aspect to which we referred to that has inadvertently been the cause of some of these challenges. For instance, whereas the system was designed to service one home, it is now servicing 10 households. And because of that, the kinds of pressures that are put onto the urban infrastructure, they decay that much faster. And keeping up with the maintenance schedule becomes that much more difficult. Now, let's talk then in that sense of spatial planning, not just about in terms of the pressure on the public infrastructure that is on the ground now, but equally the transport system. Tell us to the extent that you can about the success or lack thereof of the Tswane bus service as well as Ariyang in trying to address and alleviate some of those problems in terms of making sure that the ostracized communities, at least historically, have got access to the city through the, for services and connectivity and the like, but at the same time are able yet to go back to their homes in a way then mitigate, if you will, the the urbanization aspect. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the bus service like REN, um, there was a parliamentary group that went to South America, to Sao Paulo and another city to see how these uh, bus systems work. And those bus systems work very effectively. Then we copied those bus systems like in Cape Town and uh, Joburg, Tuane. It doesn't work in the same way because in those South American cities, the densification is much higher. With the result, the most profitable uh, uh, public transport system that you have is the one in Cape Town, and they only recover 60% of the cost. Mm. So, and and Tuane, I think, I'm not certain, but I think we only cover about 40% of our cost because we don't have the densification to justify such a system. But the fact is, the citizens of Chuane need a reliable public transport system. So that it is, is critical. A cost to the to the city. It's a huge cost. So it, it is not a, 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 a system that we implemented that is a self-contained system that pays for itself. But, but we will have to persist with the system. But it will come at a cost to the city. But what National Treasury is looking at at the moment is to increase the bulk services contribution of developers because developers are not 
pay enough to, 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 uh, to, to improve the bulk infrastructure in the city of Tuani and the other metros around South Africa. I was asking that question in terms of addressing some historical wrongs, which of course always have to be addressed. I'm specifically still referring to the transport system. And forget the taxis for a moment. Let's talk about the yes. state or state-sponsored um, transport uh, system. That's the bus, both Tuane as well as Ariang. On the one end, yes, it is designed to address, or certainly it serves that function of gentrification. But somebody like me who, say, is environmentally aware or conscious of the environment who would prefer not to drive wants to save mileage on my car and would love to maximize my time on the road even by not driving where there's nothing else i can do other than to drive but rather be on the bus walk to the bus station what am i killing with that i'm killing the fitness aspect of it because i need to get my ten thousand steps on the bus i can send a couple of emails i can engage in part of my work whilst yet on my way to work many people still are not given that option because of the irregular schedule that is kept the unreliability aspect that you referred to earlier on is there a way in which we can enter that aspect into public transport because if you are on the road in Swan any time between 3.30 and 5.30 for the most part it is a nightmare to drive simply because of the congestion on the roads and that's why then you have the road infrastructure itself decaying quicker than it otherwise could if this public transport system was better managed Look, well, uh, let me start that from uh, a different point of view the one well. is um, um, making the service more accessible to, to outlying areas, not to the, to the urbanized areas. We are extending the line running to the north of the city of Tuane, and soon we're going to start the other line called the 2B that's going to run past Menlin right up to Mamalodi. So, so incrementally, we will extend the service. Now, what we've also introduced uh, two years ago was basically an integrated multimodal ticket. So the same ticket you can use mm. on the bus, on the taxi, and on the train. So, so, so it's, a, it's a, a single ticket that allows you to use different modes of transport. But we should not only rely on the services that the metro can provide. It should be integrated with the services that national government can provide as well. And that's, um, that's why I'm glad that in the President Sona, mm. he announced that he's upgrading the rail infrastructure in the city of Tuane, which is very important. So it, it should be approached from a multimodal uh, perspective. But, and, and as far as the taxis are concerned as well, they play a very, very important role. But I cannot understand successive national governments treated the taxis as if the taxis will be a temporary phenomenon that will eventually disappear. The reason why they, uh, 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 they ha- well, what the consequence of that approach was, that no one ever built infrastructure for taxis. Taxis are here to stay. And we need to build infrastructure for taxis to make them part of the multimodal transport system. 
You mentioned a critical point there, Mr. Williams, and I really have to engage that. I mean, I had a conversation with the Gauteng MEC for Roads and Transport um, and some of the challenges that are faced such that that is this commission of inquiry into taxi violence in particular. But one of the things that came out there, the taxi industry as a whole for the country is worth about 70 to 75 billion rand. And a city like Tswane would contribute massively to that because of so many people who would be reliant on taxis to come and serve the city both publicly and privately. Now, when you engage the taxi industry, first of all, it's a very nuanced space. I mean, short on being gods unto themselves, they are very much something that is akin to that. How has the city of Tswane sought to engage the taxi industry for in terms of building their infrastructure on time, giving out the licenses for the purposes of their operations and integrating the taxi routes and the related systems with those of the city bus as well as Ariyang for the purposes of making sure that people have got, for instance, value for this integrated ticket that they would have or incentivized to go and get it because now they won't need their cars between the buses and the taxis as well as the trains to the extent that they are running. One has got access to the whole of the city without necessarily having to own a vehicle. What happened, uh, um, it's unfortunate now um, um, that the previous MNC for transport uh, now uh, obviously resigned. Uh, she actually started a forum with taxi owners, and she had a very, very good report uh, with taxi owners, and she met regularly with them. Now, You're referring to Ms. Sheila Senkubuge, is that right? Yes, that's correct, yes. Indeed. Yes. So she was very well liked by, by the taxi taxi industry because she had a regular forum running with them. Um, what we started, uh, we started a project on a small scale with private developers, whereby we built a new, uh, with private developers, we built a new taxi rank and holding area in Centurion. So, so that is the type with a space for informal traders to trade, uh, to ply their trade. So that is the type of concept we want to build all over the city of Chuane. And especially, I've got other projects in mind, but I first need to consult with taxi owners before I can make this public. Fine. Let's talk about integrating all of these things, for instance, from a transport perspective in particular, with the city of Ekuruleni and the city of Johannesburg, because you really cannot, Pretoria... Kempton Park, Oar Tambo, as well as Johannesburg and the Midrand areas. One here in Swane cannot think in isolation to those very critical, critical metros, really. Critical places that people in the city either live or work. And between all these jurisdictions, there's just a constant movement of people. Let's talk about integrating these services. Well, you know, that's going to be a huge project. And, and there cities won't be able to do it alone. They will have to do it in the provincial government. Um, the taxi industry is a very, very territorial industry. You're not allowed to infringe on my territory. And that's why you have all these fights. Look at what's happening in Cape Town, because different taxi associations are, are, are claiming different territory, the, the same territory, and then they mm. fight over that particular area. So we have to be very careful when we speak about integrating the different areas uh, because it has been an, uh, uh, an issue of conflict amongst taxi owners when you try and do that. 
allowing a, a taxi driver that has a license for a certain area in the city of Tshwane for him now to drive to Midrand or, 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 or to Joburg. You know, so, so that will require a very, very long conversation. Why do I get the sense that why do I get the sense that taxi operators get treated with kid gloves? They are a law unto themselves and there's almost an acceptance in the public space that that's an industry to the extent that we don't have to go there, we won't, even though it does come at a great cost in terms of the planning and integration of systems and for the passengers themselves, which has an effect on employment. Why do I get that sense? It's real or perceived. But nonetheless, there's a sense that that industry is treated with kid gloves. Unfortunately, it's the way we change the industry. Previously, you know, the taxi industry was a very restrictive industry before '94. So from going from a highly restrictive industry, we went to a totally open industry. So, so, so we said there were rules that prevented you from operating a taxi, now, there's no rules from, uh, from, from, from that will regulate you in operating a taxi. And unfortunately, that was a big mistake on behalf of national government. So now, years later, national government is trying to introduce regulation into an open industry. So, of course, they're going to encounter resistance. So that's well. why I say it's not an easy topic, but it's a topic that we need to have with national and provincial government and the taxi industry itself. I'm picking the brain of Mr. Randall Williams, the DA's mayoral candidate for the city of Tswane. He will be the third such candidate since 2016's local government elections. And, of course, his term will expire in 2021, the time where the nation goes to the polls for local government elections. If you want to engage in this conversation, please do so. 0891-104-207. This is The Viewpoint with Songas Omabekwe. Randall, here's a voice note, and then we're going to take a call in Colin from Cape Town, after which I'd kindly ask that you please respond. Voice note, please. Good evening, Sungizu. This is Sammy from Gauteng. Your guest from the DA won't do anything different. He served under Mahalapa. He also served under Sulum Simang, where unqualified people were appointed, some of them with fake qualifications. Now, he's coming out as a mayoral candidate under this very same party. He was part of the problem. Now suddenly he's going to deliver savings and he's going to make, bring a change in people's lives. Come on now. You can't be, keep being fed this lies. Good evening, Colin from Cape Town. Hello. Hello, Zagreza. Indeed. Good evening to you and your guest. Yes, sir. Good evening. You know, uh, integrating uh, the transport system it's like um, I buy a train ticket from once, uh, let's say, Johannesburg. And I get off at of the next station and I catch a bus with the same mm. ticket. And then I've got to travel a bit further on. I catch a taxi. Now, the taxi takes me a kilometer or two. And all of a sudden he stops and he ushers me out. And says, look here, get out, get out. Which I've seen here. Oh, it happened to me already in Cape Town here. Where I'm sitting in a taxi, and all of a sudden the taxi stops, and you get all ushered, everybody gets ushered out. Catch the next taxi. 
Now they exchange money from a one taxi uh, jockey to the driver, and then you go into the other taxi that's standing just ahead of the taxi that dropped you off. Mm. It's overloaded. Now, in the UK, if you travel in the UK, you catch a, a train, you buy a ticket, a train ticket, go through the turnstile, and you travel four, five, ten stations, and you carry on, you catch a bus, you come back, you go through the town the whole day, the whole day with that same ticket. Back on the bus with that same ticket, back on the train, and as soon as you come to your destination, the turnstile machine swallows that ticket. That's the end of your journey. Mm, mm, Do mm. you think Namagesa is going to work in South Africa? When our taxi people are fighting each other, they're lawless, they're going to usher you. Now, um, I buy a train ticket. On the bus, that train ticket. Now, how do I produce that ticket to a taxi driver? You see, thank you so much, Colin. No, no, I'm going to let Randall respond to that, but I think just very briefly, I think you sort of are comparing apples to oranges. Oranges because the taxi environment in this country is privatized where it doesn't exist, not as we know it in the UK. And to the extent that we talk about public transport in the UK, it is trains, it is buses. And for all intents and purposes, when I say buses in the UK, I do essentially mean taxis here. That's number one. So the integration of that system to which Randall was referring to earlier on is certainly much more functional there. But in South Africa, because of the private aspect attached to your minibus taxis, that's why, first of all, they cannot be compared. But equally, when they do do that, when you get to a particular station and they say, get out of here, get in there, the interesting thing is you are not paying again to get into that second taxi into which you have been sort of directed. It is merely to integrate in the way that they best know how to the system in that you are not now forcing a taxi to take two or three turns unnecessarily when the other one behind it or in front of it could well do that. It is a form of integration and I know for the most part it does inconvenience an individual but for the most part it's almost like greatest good for the greatest number. I don't know if I've encapsulated some of those issues that Colin does legitimately raise because customer experience for him is quite crucial. Your thoughts Randall? Yeah, obviously, well, you, you, you already answered the question quite well. Um, well, what you want is a seamless system where you can go from one mode of transport to the other. Obviously, in South Africa, we're going to face challenges. I mean, um, um, first of all, uh, the, the, we need to buy in of the taxi industry that when you use an electronic ticket, that they should have the same type of systems running in their taxis. Right, that you can just use that ticket. Now, I, I don't know this issue about being kicked off a taxi. I mean, I, I can't comment on that. So, so, uh, and I'm not aware of, of the system in, in, in Cape Town. I'm just aware of what we've done here. But it's only a start. It hasn't been fully implemented. Here. Sorry to interrupt you. I think what uh, Colin is referring to, for instance, he's going to get into a taxi from Brooklyn and he's going to Marabastad. Somewhere along the way, and I'm using a 20 example, yes, say there by Unisa. 
there's a it changed. Th- there's a there's a place where the taxis meet and start dividing the passengers in terms of the routes. Okay. One is going to go along Madiba, one is going to go along Bosman, one is going to go in another direction. So that wherever you can get a taxi, it takes you only to a point and then it gets to, let's call it a depot, a park station of kind, where then it distributes you. And and that's why I was saying it's a form of integration within the taxi industry. But I think what his gripe is the fact that he now is in a taxi, he goes for so long, he has to get out and the inconvenience of being in another taxi at times and it does happen where it is full and he now suffers if you like not only time delays but also the experience of not being on a seat that happens in just about every metro Swane no different and I think what he was speaking to is the lack of integration in the public transport system yes yes look I, I can't comment on that I, I don't know how the taxi systems operate uh, it wasn't my area of expertise and, and obviously, when I'm talking about a seamless system, the taxi industry needs to change its, its system to such a seamless system if you want this one ticket, integrated ticket to work. So, so that is something that you have to, one will have to engage with, with the taxi industry. There's no point in, in uh, saying you only use one ticket from train to bus to taxi, but then the taxis operate in such, an, uh, such a manner that it makes the whole concept meaningless. So so I can't speak on, on what's currently taking place in, 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 in the taxi industry in the city of Chuane. I haven't acquaint, uh, uh, sure. acquainted myself with that. No, I accept. I accept. But here, here is something that does interest me. You yes. were the MMC for spatial planning. On your own account at the beginning of this conversation, you had said that public transport is critical in addressing some of the spatial planning issues. Your words, just now, yes. you don't know how the taxi system operates. That's the majority of the working class in Tswane. What were you really engaging when such a critical mass of your work involving spatial planning issues, albeit public transport, you don't have experience or exposure to? Okay, very interesting question. Like, Let me then explain to you what spatial planning is. Spatial planning is about town planning, doing the actual town planning, working with the town planners, working with the architects, working with the developers. When it comes to putting in the transport nodes and stuff in place, the bus systems in place, that is the Department of Transport who has another MMC. We're not uh, a jack-of-all-trades. You can never work that way. Mm. Each person worked in his portfolio, got his or her expertise. That's why you work together as a team. Each no, team I, member is apportioned a role to play. So no, it I doesn't mean it. that for me to play my role, I must have be the ex- expert in the role of the other person. So yeah. I knew exactly what I was doing. In terms of spatial planning, my role was town planning, laying out the maps, how things will work, not about how the taxis will use a system. What kind of system the taxis will be using? I'm I'm not suggesting you should have been. No, 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 Randall, I get you. I'm I'm not at all suggesting you should have been operating supernumerally as roads and transport because Sheila Senkubuge was there. What I was really engaging, based on what you had said, you had mentioned how important public transport is in implementing aspects of spatial planning. Now, spatial planning can't be seen as spatial planning and no more. 
for instance, when you talk about integrating government systems, one needs to know what transport is doing for the purposes of spatial planning, needs to know what water and infrastructure is doing and yes. the like. Why? Because it is one government after all. Yes. I yes. was interested, not because I want you to be an expert, but I'm hoping for the purposes of understanding the role, the portfolio, and integrating it into other systems of government, yes. that a critical component of spatial planning is integration of places, of towns, yeah. of yeah. services, and accessing them comes almost concomitant with that. And that includes not just buses, not just trains, but especially taxis because they are the most readily available for a large yeah. number yeah. of those persons in the city of Tswane. To the extent that you are not conversant with that, then do you not feel that was a bit of a compromise in ultimately your work as the MMC for Economic Development and in particular Spatial planning. No, it wasn't. And then I'm going back to your words. Okay. What you were saying about when he made this uh, example about Cape Town going from one taxi to another taxi, and you explained to the caller, uh, there's a difference because that is a private business. Right? The taxi is a private business. What we have been doing from the city of Chuane, we do the town planning, Certain parts of the transport, the mobile transport, different types of mobile transport, we have been running our own buses. So the Arian buses, it's not a private business. We know exactly what are the systems of Arian, which fell under the Department of Transport. But in your own words, the Mm. taxi industry is a private industry. Mm. We don't dictate to the taxi industry what kind of systems you should be having. The taxi industry doesn't inform us. Uh, uh, what kind of systems they're using. Because the only thing the taxi industry needs from us is that we must put the infrastructure in place, put the roads in place, make sure there's proper areas for them to stop. Like what we've done in Centurion now, we've installed a taxi rank and a taxi holding area. That is our job. Not for us to run taxis or to put systems in place for taxis. They are private industry. Okay, fair enough. I've made your point. You've responded to it. I can only wish you well for the term that lies ahead. Certainly not the party, but the people of Twani deserve it. Mr. Randall Williams, all the best. Great. Thank you very much. Mr. Randall Williams. DA mayoral candidate for Tswane. Thank you so much for your time. That's the conversation then, folks. We continue after the ad break with Ms. Nondogozoma Donsela, Chief Marketing Officer at MMH. That's Momentum Metropolitan Holdings.